Hi, I'm Joe, and this is the Decahedron RPG Podcast. Hi, everyone. This is Joe. This is another feedback episode. This is pretty much a continuation of last episode where I answered the feedbacks I could until I ran out of time. And so I'm just going to pick up where I left off. Before I get to that, though, uh, just an update to what's happening in the future. Last week, I recorded an episode with Daniel where we did a review of a game called Legends of the Ancient World. Just earlier today, I recorded an episode with Jason where we generated his Tunnels and Trolls character for the upcoming Frontier Forts of Kelnor game with James and Daniel. I still have to do an episode I have in mind based on old blog post and brought to mind by the recent episodes of Minions and Musins. And again, uh, sometime in March, Valerie and I will sit down and review the stuff we watched during February. That's that. Let's get started. Mail call from the United States of America. First one we have is not a voicemail. (laughs) It's an email from Eric. And Eric said, just listen to episode 112, January 23rd, 2024. Great job. Attached is a nano RPG I shared with Jason. This is what Jason mentioned maybe running on his Discord. I put it together last spring for my home group as an exercise to create something. I hope it brings enjoyment to you. Thanks. So Eric sent me a document for a little homebrew Star Trek thing that he does. I looked it over. Eric, thank you very much for sending that to me. I like it. A little different from my take. I sent you my take. I hope you like that. Great. Another another Trek fan, another gaming fan. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for the feedback. Thanks for sending me that file. I really enjoyed it. Also from episode 112, we have this. Yo-ho, Evil Jeff. Hey, just stay listen to your this podcast with doing the Tunnels and Trolls character with Daniel. Good stuff. I appreciate that. The more I listen to how you did that, where you did the birth, childhood, adolescent, whatever, and distributing the dice, etc. I really like that. I think that helps create a better character while keeping it random. So do appreciate that. But the one thing you did say in the podcast that I wanted to comment on was the mail call. And I know you did the new AI tune for that. And while I can appreciate it, I'd rather you keep the old one. I'm just more partial to that whole old newsreel style sound there. I, to me, it just sounds better. So that's my vote on it. We'll catch you later. By the way, everyone, Evil Jeff is the host of the Minions and Musings podcast. Right now he's doing a series about sort of a collaborative world building that he's doing with uh, someone else. And, you know, he's he's talking about the wood spirit elves that he's making in their background and everything. Interesting stuff. By all means, give it a listen. Hey, Evil Jeff, thank you very much for your feedback, and thank you for liking the age groups thing. I can't say anything in the age group is, you know, 100% original Joe, right? I mean, 1D6 in order, you know, that's the infamous method one. And the adolescent phase, you know, roll them all, place them where you want. That is the AD&D first edition method one. 
<laughs> and the the middle phase where you put it in one and then roll again. I grabbed that from a blog somewhere once I read, which I, I like the idea. But the idea to take all three of these and put them together for different points of a character's life, that is my contribution. That is what was original to me. Just earlier this morning, although the episode hasn't aired yet, Jason I recorded using that method. So I've used it three times now on the show. And yeah, I, I do like it. I think it's a fun process. It's not quite traveler character creation, but it is uh, fun and good and it makes for interesting characters and I like it. So uh, yeah, thanks for that. The AI mail call. Well, you were the only one that expressed any sort of preference one way or the other. So I consider that unanimous. You will notice that the old one is back, even though Valerie doesn't like it. You say the newsreel type feel. I don't know if I've ever talked about it. So mail call was a radio show that was done during World War II. It was recorded live in Hollywood with the big stars of the day, and it would be sent out to the different theaters of the war during the war itself. So that is where that comes from. Thank you very much for that feedback, sir. The next show that we have feedback for was episode 113. The only feedback we have for that show was from Jason. Hey, Joe, the other thing I was thinking about was for your character and their backstory. You know, I don't think I'd want to know that Raphael killed my father. I I wonder, obviously you can role play that and you can pretend you don't know it, but I think a reveal like that would be so much more effective if the player didn't know that and the DM just sprung it on them. Because you as the player always have that in the back of your head, and as much as you are going to try to play Antoinette if she doesn't know it that Raphael killed her father. Ultimately, you, the player, know. So I do think that would keep you from having as much enjoyment when the reveal happens. Just curious about your thoughts on that and the idea of... I, I don't necessarily have any issue with the idea of having a plot twist like that, but having the player suggested plot twist, I think, changes the dynamic to some degree. And I was just... Curious about your thoughts on that. Hey, Jason. Thanks for that. By the way, everyone, Jason is the host of the Nerds RPG Variety Cast, another great podcast. Links are in the show notes. So you bring up an interesting point there. And you say you wouldn't want to know, but this is the thing, right? This is, in my mind, it's part of the character's background. You know, this is what happened, but she doesn't know it. So... Do I unremember that I came up with that idea? I came up with this in theory before I ever told the GM. So do you get what I'm saying? It, it's my idea. The only other way I could do it is, actually, I guess there's two other ways to do it. One is I could put it in my backstory that she already knows, but that takes that potential scene away, right? I, I want to experience that scene as a player. I would love to run through that scenario and play that session out. I I think it would be a great session. The other way I guess I could do it is to not put it there at all and kind of hope that the GM picks up on it. But then we're also going with the other thing, which is what started the conversation in that episode, where James said, a lot of players don't give their characters 
family because that's just given the GM a way to mess with their characters. And you got to admit that if every time a player gives you a background with family, if you go in and then mess with the family and do stuff like this, you're kind of a jerk GM, right? And James's point becomes valid. Players then will respond by not putting that stuff in their background. So it's it's that idea of where is that border between, you know, the, the GM gets to control the world. The player doesn't get to, you know, the players don't get to control the world, right? They can make some suggestions. Hey, can I come from a little town that was over there somewhere? And sure, right? Whatever. And likewise, when it comes to the character, I mean, even though the GM is in charge of the entire world, there's certain things that you just don't do to a character, right? You're, it's that player agency that became a buzz term a few years ago, um, right? But it, it's it's your character. I don't get to do, there's certain things, I don't get to say your character is going to do this. Well, no, I can suggest that he does that. I could set up a situation where he has little else to do, but then you're railroading, right? And... To say that you're going to go in and say that this relationship was something like that without talking to me, I, I, I don't know. I, I think that if it's not crossing the line, it's awfully close to crossing the line. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think that's my thoughts on it right there. Uh, I think that it's something that if a GM was going to do that, then he would need to discuss it with you anyway. So while the idea of, yes, that scene coming at me as a surprise, well, A, it can't because I already had the idea. And B, it seems to be crossing that that player GM line of demarcation. So no, I, I, I don't think that would be desirable. That's my thoughts. Of course, you're entitled to disagree. People are people and approach life differently. All right. Next voicemail I have is from Riley. Riley is the host of the Diegetic Advancement podcast. Another great podcast. Yeah. And let's give Riley a listen. This one isn't about any particular episode. It's about a few episodes. Hi, Joe. Riley here. Thought I'd give you a call on some of your latest shows. A couple of misremembered things about me in a row, which I found funny uh, in your contest show. You mentioned that it was my first call call in. Uh, I think it was my second. And then uh, in your latest episode, you said that I guessed correctly. Um, I had guessed Air Force fairly generically, which isn't Star Trek. Maybe it was the closest, although it's Star Trek and Navy. I'm, I'm not sure. Anyway, it's a little funny thing. All good, of course. Looking forward to some of the new content you've got planned. I'll echo um, the thought on the actual plays. Really great way to see how a system actually plays and feels rather than just reading reviews or the rules themselves um, so looking forward to that especially the edited down version it'll be interesting to see how that um, plays out see if i can adapt to uh, a, a new jingle i quite like um, your current one and you know sort of identify that with with your show i'm sure it'll be good but it might take an adjusting period um, and, and looking forward to um, everything else that that you uh, that you do so hope you had a, a good holiday season and happy new year talk to you later hey righty thank you very much for that call um yeah okay so <laughs> as for the thing about the first time caller i actually kind of remember when i was recording this 
and saying that, and I'm like, you know, I don't think it's going to come out in the right order. So, surprise, um, <laughs> I don't release the episodes in the same order that I record them. And sometimes I think that they're going to go out in this order and they end up going another order and stuff like that. And if I'm remembering correctly, I do remember thinking that this isn't actually his first call, but this is the first call that's going to go out. And so I said that it was a first call when it was your second, but in my mind, it was going to be the first call that people heard. I, I, I don't know if I'm coming across as correctly, but then, but I don't remember if they ended up coming out in that order or not. So that's what happened there in any case. The second thing you said was about guessing correctly. And you are right. You are not the person that guessed correctly. The person that guessed correctly was a man named David and he's in the UK versus you're down in the South Pacific, I guess. Actually, you're what people call the South Pacific isn't nearly as far south as you are. So yeah, anyway. Yeah, so I did cross the two of you. There are certain pairs of people that I always cross for whatever reason. I don't know. And I think with you and David, you the first time I ever heard from either of you was roughly around the same time. And you're both overseas from my perspective. And so I think I just conflated the two of you briefly. So I apologize for that. Another people I conflate for some reason is Merck the Meek and Carl from the GMologist. And I think that's because there's some tonal quality that they share in their voice and in my brain, it crosses over. I don't know. As for the theme song, well, the new one is out. We've been using it for a while now. I hope you're enjoying it. There is something I want to try with it. And I keep meaning to, and I keep forgetting. In addition to having the lyrical track that she gave me, I have just the music and I want to try the music. Maybe I'll do it for this episode if I'm thinking about it. I want to try just the music and me saying uh, what I used to say over the Kevin McLeod song. Hi, I'm Joe, and this is the Decahedron RPG Podcast. And see if I like that better. But anyway, so what do you think of the, the new tune? And like I said, uh, <laughs> while, while you like the old one and I like the old one, uh, my wife really hated it. And uh, so that is what led me to look for something new. There we go. But thanks for your feedback, sir. All right. So episode 114, only feedback we got was from Jason. Take it away, Jason. Hey, Joe. Jason here. Just listened to episode 114. Wow, what an experience. Yeah. When you were saying that, I definitely felt horrible for your mother. I can't imagine getting a call like that about my son and then not even saying the condition or... You, you know, hey, he's okay, or, you know, he's in the recovery room, or has a concussion, or something. Just leaving it wide open. That's horrible. And the prosecutor, I think you said it was a prosecutor, you know, putting you in the witness room with your assailants. That's crazy. That Different times. Different times. Um, I'm glad you made it through that. And, yeah, sobering story. Thank you so much for sharing it. Really appreciate it. Hey, Jason. Thanks for that feedback. Yeah, it, w it was an interesting night. Um, <laughs> Yeah, 
<laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Oh, as for the witness room. Yeah, so I guess uh, what I left out of the story was that the two that actually did the job on me, they weren't the ones on trial. It was the older guy that was on trial, the one that had put them up to it, the one that was waiting with another gun in the next door parking lot. They were only at court because they were testifying against him as well. So I I guess they made some sort of plea deal. And I, I don't know if like the plea deal was they did no time or they had probation or like all charges. I, I have no idea. I didn't ask any questions. You know, at the time I was still like 20 or so. So I didn't know how all that worked. Anyway, I don't think I knew what a plea deal was at that point. Although I think... I remember hearing stuff about state's evidence in the uh, in old movies or something. But anyway, so yeah, so that's why they were there. They were there to testify against that dude. Um, but yeah, it was weird, kind of surreal. Mostly the internally, the, the, the my whole thought process while I was in that room with them was completely alien from the me I I normally know in. Uh, almost felt like detached it i just weird yeah that's all i have to say let's move on to a different topic okay it's episode uh, 116 now i have three voicemails i'm gonna play them all and then we respond go evil jeff just listen to your frustrations and feedback podcast uh two comments i have i understand your your frustration there uh all the prep work and so forth of course, I've been on mostly on the other end of it where uh, GM's waiting on me to finish up something, and just too many times I'm, I, I get busy and sidetracked and things, and it, it hurts. But I know it slows them down, and they're frustrated with that. But, you know, I usually try to get them right before the game time starts, so, you know, try to be good there. Um, and during your feedback, you uh, talk about different things, but made mention about uh, upcoming podcasts and – the one of the ones that you were doing in response to uh, some of the stuff that I'm doing over my show, and I wanted to say thank you for that. You know, it as long as I know people are out there and I'm helping other people create content, sparking ideas, then I will try a little bit harder to muddle through the anchor apocalypse and figure out a way to you know do podcast recordings and keep it as, as easy as possible for me. So thanks for your words there and encouragement, and we'll talk to you later. Hey, Joe, Jason here. Listen to your latest call-in episode, and, yeah, I am happy to eat some humble pie here. You know, I stopped playing AD&D prior to second edition comes coming out, so that doesn't exist for Jason. My D&D, AD&D stops like 1985, you know. Um, I had the Unearthed Arcana and Oriental Ventures, but I don't know. I don't remember if back in the day I had Wilderness Survival Guide and Dungeoneer Survival Guide or not. I know I never had second edition. I never had the Rural Cyclopedia. But so I didn't know what was written in the second. I should I should not have said definitively or whatever I said. Um, that was wrong. I was speaking from a first edition AD&D point of view, but. That doesn't change the fact that, by my words, I was wrong, and, and I'll happily admit that. I apologize for messing up which music Val liked and didn't like. Um, I, <laughs> uh, again, um, obviously way out of my element here, so I'll back off on that. Yes, we did have uh, 
a pro mask qualification, a protective mask qualification as well, and it sucked. Um, when I was in the units I was in, we didn't have the holographic, so we didn't have any of that fancy EOTechs or aim points or any of that, you know, the holographic sites. We, we just had iron sights. Um, we, we had just got M4s before I got out, the carbines with the detachable carrying handles. And the, and the weapons racks we had, the rifle racks, were still made for M16s. So we actually had to take the, you know, because the rail, that carrying handle's on, we had to move that carrying handle down one so it would fit and work in the rifle rack. So basically you had to take the carrying handle. And when you're taking off that carrying handle and putting it back on, of course you're hand-screwing those screws on the side. So you're you're not going to have an exact zero because you're not putting the exact same amount of torque on the screws. So we're screwing up our zero every time. And the same thing for my understanding is the units that initially had aim points in the 82nd, they didn't fit the rifle racks. And, like, they would go to, like, PLDC. Anyway, they, there are times they made them take off the site to put it on the rack. And, of course, then you have to – you've ruined the zero on it potentially, right? So, yeah, crazy times. But, anyway, nobody cares about that stuff. Thank you for all that you're doing. I look forward to your next episode. Take care. Hey, Joe, this is Carl calling a great stuff on your last couple podcasts. I did listen to your 40th anniversary and that was pretty harrowing. I'm, I don't know if I'm, I think it's good to share that. I have had a couple very harrowing experiences in my life, one of which I knew about, one of which I didn't even realize it was that dangerous. And, uh, yours sounds incredibly I guess traumatic is the best word that I can think of. I really enjoyed, though, on a more positive note, your talk about Traveler and making monsters for Traveler. It's such a fun system. I've played Traveler from Classic all the way to MG, uh, Mongi's Traveler 2. I've liked most iterations of Traveler. I think I've liked all iterations of Traveler, even the uh, 2D, the T220 and uh, the Hero System Traveler. My favorite, for nostalgic reasons, is Mega Traveler. I love the skill and task system in that game. And I don't know how much time I have left. It looks like I have 30 seconds left. But uh, I I do get your frustration. I really get involved in the game, and I prep. And, uh, you know, you want players to do a few things, and maybe that's a fun topic to discuss on a podcast, the expectation of players. I know Daniel has done that a few times, how to be a good player. But it'd be fun to discuss it, and uh, sorry, I might take that for an episode of my podcast, but take care, love yourself, talk to you later. All right, so those were feedbacks from Evil Jeff, from Jason, and from Carl. Carl is the host of the Geomologist podcast. Uh, let me go over my notes and talk about them. So understand the frustration, both uh, Evil Jeff and Carl talked about that. Evil Jeff, you said that you're used to it from the other side the frustration isn't that stuff isn't happening. The frustration is that they were all like, when are we going to play? When are we going to play? When are we going to play? So I said, okay, let's make this happen. And now that I'm engaged and I did myself, now no one seems to, to care. That's that's the frustrating part. Carl, it's, it's interesting. Maybe that would make a, a good episode. I'm, I'm going to think about that. The other note, I have a Evil Jeff. You said that I mentioned an upcoming episode based on your current series of episodes. 
It's actually about a blog post I wrote years ago, like eight years ago or something. And it's just when I was listening to your podcast, it brought it up. I actually even sent it to you as a feedback and I used the new email address that you got, but uh, I never heard anything back. So either you didn't get it or you didn't appreciate it. One of the two. Jason, eating humble pie. You know, that was 100% coincidence. You had sent in a feedback saying, you know, you would like to see the Minotaur thief. And so I shared that with James. So he decided to make one. Actually, I decided to make one. And as he is wont to do, he said he would copy me. He is making his in second edition. And he had a question about the way something works in second edition. You know, I just, I don't know. I don't use second edition, right? I know that third, oh, it's because it was about point by. I was like, I know that third edition has a point by. So I picked up a second edition book and I was flipping through it. And under the stat generation methods, I wanted to see if there was a point by method. And right there, method one, 3D6 in order down the line. I was like, oh, what a, what a joyous coincidence. So yeah, I'm not any second edition rules expert like you. I stopped playing D&D before second edition. Well, maybe not like you. Maybe you just never migrated. I stopped. And as coincidence would have it, the trial that we were talking about in that previous feedback, that was my introduction to GURPS. It's when I went home for the trial, my friend Ernie, he was a, a GM. If you go look in the old editions of the Space Gamer magazine, he actually had an article or something. Maybe he won a contest or something, but he made an alien species and it's in there. Anyway, he had just gotten man to man which was, you know, Steve Jackson's first release for what would become GURPS. It was, in essence, the replacement for Melee from the Fantasy Trip. So that's what we were playing, but there were like newsletters from Steve Jackson's and it was adding the advantages and disadvantages. Uh, yeah, it's when I was home for that trial that I was introduced to all that by Ernie. And that was when I was like... There are better games out there. And that's when I started moving away from D&D completely. But like you, I had Unearthed Arcana. I had Oriental Adventures. I had a Dungeoneer Survival Guide. I don't remember getting Wilderness Survival Guide, but it's on my bookshelf. So I'm going to assume that I must have. And as for the M4, yeah, that's what I shot last time. I shot... And I don't think it's too much. I think a lot of role players think people like hearing how... Stuff in the military really works. Carl, as for the harrowing experience, well, I'm glad that you made it through your harrowing experiences, uh, whatever they were. As for mine being traumatic, I think that would imply that I'm traumatized and I would disagree with that. It's not really something I ever think about. It's like, yeah, it's this thing that happened and it's done. Yeah, life goes on. Uh, it just so happened that I was at Niagara Falls when I recorded that. And I was like, oh, wow. Why does this date sound familiar? Yeah, no, and it, oh, okay, yeah. And so, yeah, that's what happened there. But yeah, I, I'm not sure I would say traumatic. I mean, there's a whole lot more people out there that go through a whole lot worse stuff. Yeah, they hit me over the head and they pointed the gun in my face, but then they went away. And it wasn't even my money that they took, right? It was my boss's money. <laughs> So I call myself lucky. So, yeah. Traveler, yeah, big Traveler fan. Uh, I talk about Traveler a lot. My favorite version, of course, is the original, the classic. 
I never got into Mega Traveler. I did get into Mark Miller's Traveler right after, you know, GDW broke up. I love the Fire Fusion Steel book out of, I think that was the book. Uh, talk about alternate ways to make starships. That was one of my favorite gaming books for a while. Uh, you said T220. I don't know if you were trying to say the D20 version of Traveler, T20. Funny thing about that is I actually played Traveler with Hunter Gordon and that crew who were developing T20. You left out of your version GURPS Traveler, which I picked it up and I tried to get into it, but it, it felt like GURPS. It didn't feel like Traveler. And I think what it was is because it was GURPS in the original Traveler universe, although an alternate version where Emperor Stefan was not assassinated. And so the whole mega Traveler civil war never happened. Eh, whatever. And that's not the part of Traveler I like. I never play in the Third Imperium. I never use their story. I never use any of that. And so I was left with just GURPS mechanics. And they were calling it Traveler. And I was like, this really is a Traveler. This is just GURPS. So. And finally, you said you thought you only had 30 seconds left. You actually had a minute and 30 seconds left. So on Google, you get three minutes, not two, when you call my Google Voice line. So that is everything, and that is all the feedback we have. I do want to thank everyone for calling in. Links to all their podcasts are in the show notes. And even if you don't call in, I still thank you. I very much appreciate you for listening to me every week. And if you do want to send feedback, send it to feedback at decahedron.com or any of the methods listed in the show notes. Thanks again, and until next time, happy gaming, happy life. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Decahedron RPG Podcast. Please come back.